Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash malicious compliance, where a Karen misses her flight. Our next Reddit post is from Rose Goldfiend. I'm a nanny for a small agency, and I love my job so much, except for when I don't. Yesterday, I took care of a four-year-old girl, a two-year-old boy, and a five-month-old boy. I was there yesterday, and I know kids at this age have enough energy to make the world stop spinning, and they tend to not listen. But man, these kids were terrible. No control of themselves at all. They got paint on my dress, I was hit by glass cups, and plates were thrown at me. Plates covered in jelly. The kids were purposefully coughing in my face, and I had some spit on me. I think they were sick, too. Ugh. Needless to say, my first thought was a shower and a hot meal. I lost my cool and had to issue timeouts and separate the kids when they fought. I cleaned messes. I shielded the infant. I took toys and TV away from the kids and didn't allow them to choose movies. I record these events so the parents know what happened. I always try to keep a positive outlook every day. I'm always smiling and being super nice to everyone and asking how they are. I do this and what the mom said to me when I first stepped into her house was, Do not parent my children. You are not their mom. I was taken aback by this and wanted to be petty. So I said, all right. Mom left to go to work, and I'm currently letting the kids go ham in the house. There are messes everywhere, and I'm not even being bothered. Hit me with a glass, I hope it breaks, and then your mom can pay my medical bills. The five-month-old is really the only one that I'm caring for at this point, and I'm making sure that he's safe. He's being cute AF right now. The house looks horrid. There's a red spot on me from a kid hitting me. I'm covered in cough germs and paint and markers. But I'm not parenting them. I hope the mom enjoys the mess when she comes home. Edit. The mom came home and was appalled at the house. The cut on my hand from me being stupid on Thanksgiving was torn back open because of the kids and it needed to be patched. My hair is covered in peanut butter. My leather shoes will need to be cleaned and polished. There is literal feces on the walls. And so, so, so much more that happened. I just put the baby to sleep and walked out. The mom screamed at me that she's going to get me fired. I said nothing. She also followed me to my car saying that I'll pay for the damage to her home and the maid service. I'm not worried, to be honest. I am blacklisting her. Never again am I going back. I need to take a nap and a shower and I need some mac and cheese, lol. Update 2. I was on the phone with the agency and the mom. The family's contract is being voided and I'm being paid more than the extra money they were giving me. Plus, the mom will have to pay for the medical bill to patch up my hand, clean my clothes, and clean my glasses. Well, those kids seem like monsters, but I'm really looking forward to reading stories about them on r slash entitled parents once they grow up a little bit. Our next Reddit post is from Excel Crazy. About a couple of decades ago, I used to work at a concrete production plant for a reputable construction company. Our company, like several other construction companies, was awarded part of a larger project. A large portion of land was earmarked for setting up temporary office buildings and concrete plants for the different construction companies. The sites were separated by temporary barriers and had separate entrances. As many of you may or may not know, concrete is produced by mixing cement, water, sand, and stone grit along with special admixtures in a specific ratio. Our recipe also contained a special ingredient, stone dust. Turns out, only our company used stone dust in our concrete and the neighbors didn't. So, a special truckload full of stone dust was specifically shipped for us. This is important later. My job involved orchestrating concrete delivery to our project sites, apart from regular quality control tasks like checking incoming materials for quality, etc. 
Only after I signed the delivery receipts would our personnel unload the trucks in designated areas. Security would keep a log of all trucks entering and leaving the concrete batching plant at the gate. This is relevant later. Since my job entailed checking incoming material before we accepted it, the suppliers would usually try to offer some petty bribes, from cash to booze to flesh, if you know what I mean. I always declined such offers because once you accept it, you became their dog and lose all respect in their eyes. Moreover, bad material also impacted the quality of concrete produced, strength, consistency, and setting time to name a few. Since concrete delivery was also part of my job, it was in my best interest to only accept good material. Otherwise, the client would chew me up during casting. One night, a supplier truck entered the premises with 20mm stone chips. Upon testing, I found them to be undersized for 20mm and oversized for 10mm. I went ahead and rejected the load. The driver and supplier started pestering me, offering me bribes and whatnot. When I didn't budge, they called my boss who asked me what was going on. I explained that the quality of the material was unacceptable and I had to reject the truck. When I mentioned it was too small for 20mm, he ordered me to dump it in the 10mm bin anyway. I knew what that meant. My boss was on the supplier's payroll. A couple of weeks passed by and my boss asked me to reject a truckload of material from a very reliable supplier. He knew that the supplier was only delivering stone dust that day and should we reject the material, the entire load would be a waste and a loss to the supplier. Once the stone dust had left the quarry, they, for some reason, couldn't bring it back. Thus, my boss wanted to hit the supplier where it hurt most, especially with their stone dust since there was no other company that would take it. Cue malicious compliance. I called the supplier, who had become a friend by now, and told him that I was under orders to reject a truck. He panicked and told me that my boss was putting pressure on him for bribes. This particular supplier believed in providing quality materials and always visited my lab to understand how I tested the material and what my requirements were. He would then go back to his quarry and adjust the equipment to deliver the best quality materials. Because this guy put so much effort in improving the quality of his product, he didn't budge and bow down to my boss's demands. I asked the supplier friend to route a truckload of 20mm stone chips meant for some other company to my plant first. I would let security at the gate log the truck's entry and then promptly reject the material. He was then supposed to send the correct stone dust, which I would accept and be done with my task. Everything happened as planned. I completed my remaining activities for the night and went home. When I came back to work in the evening, my boss was waiting for me at the door. As expected, he had checked the entry and exit log as well as the material receipt history. He had noticed that I had accepted the stone dust and was chewing his anger, waiting for me to explain. He very casually asked me if I had rejected a truckload. I acted dumb and answered yes. I told him that the very first truck, a 20mm load, was rejected. Now, usually 20mm is never rejected, especially from this supplier. So, he asked me what reason I gave for rejecting the truckload. I said because of the flakiness index, a test that we never do as a field test, but is mandated by the client to be done quarterly. He knew that I was playing him, but he couldn't do anything. I had done exactly what he asked me to do, reject a truckload. I had covered my bases with the security log as well as the material receipt. So he just muttered something under his breath and never mentioned this to me again or asked me to do something similar. Two months later, he was transferred to a different job site and I became the overall in charge. Same designation and pay, just more responsibilities. Our next Reddit post is from Sad Little Sponge. For context, I'm a passenger services and unaccompanied minor assistant at an airport. To put it simply, I help minors, the elderly, and disabled people to their next flight. 
This event didn't happen to me directly, but I was someone involved and it was funny. This happened just yesterday. I was assisting a disabled woman in one of the airport wheelchairs with possibly finding a seat on the flight as she was on standby. As I'm explaining the situation to my passenger, a heated discussion breaks out between the gate agents and a high-quality Karen. The agents are trying to explain to her that, per the airline's policy, masks must fully cover your face from your nose down, and the bandana covering her face wasn't good enough and they could give her a proper one. Karen argues that she's had this mask on for the past three flights, and it was never a problem. The gate agents severely doubt her claim. The arguing continues for a minute before Karen uses that signature line. Can you go get your manager? I want to speak to someone who knows how to do their job. The gate agent says, you got it, and almost skips away to find her manager. They both come back over, and the manager addresses Karen one more time, as the agent had already given him a quick rundown of the situation. The manager says, Ma'am, per our airline's policy, your mask must cover your nose and mouth fully. Hanging facial clothes, gas masks, and masks with valves are not permitted. We have extra masks to give you if you need one. So, basically, you don't know how to do your job either. The manager breathes a quick sigh, says okay, and takes over the computer for about five minutes before waving me and my passenger onto board the flight. It wasn't until I walked out of the jet lane and saw Karen still standing in the waiting area that it dawned on me. The manager had taken Karen's seat and given it to my passenger, who was on standby. Judging from the screaming and cursing after that door closed, Karen didn't realize it right away either. Down in the comments, Aim for the Hit addresses this line. Karen argues that she's had this mask on for the past three flights and it was never a problem before. And then he adds, um, excuse me, officer, but I ran those last three red lights and nobody stopped me before. Our next Reddit post is from No Finger. I'm in the UK and I was with friends at one of the main coffee shop brands. I won't say which one, but it's similar to cost a lot. It was a few days after Christmas last year. This is important for later. When I was served by the barista, it was obvious that I was going to have an experience. This guy acted all haughty and spoke to people with a sneer, and came across like he considered himself a prince amongst men. He had a long floppy fringe that he kept brushing out of his contempt-filled eyes every few seconds. He clearly didn't want to be there or deal with the likes of me. Awkward for both of us. It was a two-man team, so a barista would take the order and make the drink. So he had to make whatever anyone ordered. It was very early January, and the shop still had advertisements up for the Christmas seasonal drinks. I'm a fan of uncommon-flavored coffee or hot chocolate, and this shop was advertising a Black Forest hot chocolate. Black Forest is basically dark chocolate, black cherry, and cream. I ordered one, and the barista looked me up and down and sneered, That's a Christmas drink! Yeah? It's after Christmas! Yeah? The barista smirks. So? I can't make you a Christmas drink! But you're advertising it, and you've still got the ingredients open behind the counter. The drink is basically a shot of the flavored sauce, hot chocolate, and cream on top. It's not that onerous or taxing compared to making a normal hot chocolate. It's literally a normal hot chocolate with a flavor syrup put in it. The barista sighs and rolls his eyes. It's not available right now. I wondered if he was being a tool for some unknown superiority complex, was being lazy and didn't want to make this beverage, or if he really was acting under some sort of orders. So, I threw up a weather balloon question. Okay, fine. In that case, would I be able to buy a single shot of a flavored syrup, please? It says they're 35 cents on the board. The barista says dismissively, I don't see why not. Can I order a shot of the black cherry syrup there, but in a medium-sized takeaway cup? 
The barista tuts and silently turns, gets a shot of said syrup in a cup from me, and contemptuously places it in front of me. Anything else? He sneers. Cue my malicious compliance. I slide the cup back to him and say, Can you make a medium hot chocolate in this cup for me, please, and stir it well before you put the whipped cream on top? The barista grimaces and realizes that I followed his instructions completely and still got myself a Black Forest hot chocolate. I stand and watch him make it, which he does with the most reluctant and bitter energy imaginable. For the record, the hot chocolate was pretty good. Nom 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 nom. Tastes like victory. Our next Reddit post is from Hey Pesky. This was several years ago when I worked at a coffee shop. My shift was 5am to 1.30pm, and often around 1pm, giant groups of kids on school field trips would come through the area. This coffee shop was located in a major California city, very close to a bunch of museums. I'd been working a lot of overtime because of it to help my coworkers through the rush. I got written up by my supervisor for doing too many overtime shifts without approval. I was explicitly informed to not work overtime again. I had lost overtime privileges until corporate deemed I could have them again, and working overtime again prior to that would result in further disciplinary action. The day after I was written up, right as my shift ended, three big buses full of kids unloaded and filled the shop. At 1.30pm on the dot, my watch alarm went off and I went to go clock out. The store manager who wrote me up the day prior said, Wait, where are you going? I reminded her that I'd lost my overtime privileges, clocked out, retrieved the shift drink I'd made for myself right before the rush, and left. The next day, I was informed my overtime privileges had been reinstated. The manager was like, Oh, you misunderstood. When I said you can't work any more overtime, what I meant is you can continue to work. We just can't pay you for the overtime work. That was our slash malicious compliance, and if you like this content, check out my Patreon where I publish extra episodes. Also, be sure to follow my podcast, because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.